Trigger warning, this episode does mention sexual abuse. Hello, and thank you for joining for another episode of Speaking of Solidarity podcast. I am your host, Mo, and today I have Shakita joining me from Chronicles of a Virgo podcast. Shakita and I will be discussing her mental health journey and hopefully spreading some mental health awareness during July, which is BIPOC Mental Health Month. So if you are a person who is a part of the Black, Indigenous, or Person of Color communities, we appreciate your listens we hope that you are doing well and to everyone else listening thank you so much for being in solidarity with us i hope you enjoyed this episode and without further ado let's get right into it This ain't that podcast. Okay, stop. (laughs) Okay. Hi, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Speaking of Solidarity podcast. I have with us today an amazing guest. Her name is Shakita, and she also has a podcast called Chronicles of a Virgo. Today, Shakita and I will be talking about her journey and her dealings with mental health and her advocacy um, for people who have dealt with sexual abuse. So I'm happy to have Shakita on today to discuss and speak of solidarity. Without further ado, here is Shakita. Hi, Shakita. Hi, Mo. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're very welcome. I'm honored to have you here today. Um, So thank you for joining us. And to get started, right, to get right into it, I want to ask about your podcast. So what led to you starting Chronicles of a Virgo podcast? Okay, so originally Chronicles of a Virgo was a thing. Um, The theme of it started on WordPress. I started off as a blogger because I like to write and stuff. And I started it back in 2019 when my, I guess you could say my healing journey officially started, I had just gone through like a very traumatic um, breakup and it was a part of my therapy, like just the whole journaling and writing. And I was like, you know what? I give advice all the time to people. I need to maybe try to put this out there somewhere. Maybe there's someone else that this may resonate with or it could possibly help somebody. And I started just, started this blog, just started writing. Every week I was putting out like a new blog, sometimes two, three um, blogs a week. And then I told one of my friends, like, I want to start a podcast. And my friends, like, they are just always like, as long as it's nothing dangerous, they're like, go for it. And I'm like, no, no one's going to want to hear what I have to say. You know, just a whole bunch of like negative thoughts kept me from doing it. And all these years went by and I never like went back on the thought of it continue to do my writing up until about 2020 when I lost my grandmother and my motivation for writing just stopped. I try to pick it back up from here and there, but I'm just like, it's not the same, you know? And then the beginning of this year, I was like working from home one day and literally I heard this song. It was Jay-Z um, Encore. And I don't know what it was about that song in that moment. And something was just like, go start your podcast. Okay. And, and here we are. <laughs> what the hell are you looking for? Okay. I like 
Um, and I'm sorry to hear about your grandma passing. I, I saw when you were sharing that. Um, and so I can only imagine. But I'm glad that you decided to start the podcast, that you decided to keep going. And in spite of the adversity and the things that you, um, you know, dealt with, I see that you continue to keep going and inspiring and motivating other people to do the same, myself included. So I really oh want to thank Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's facts. I see your affirmations. I see your posts. Um, and so with that, I just started to engage with you. And now here we are. Um, yes. So that, if you get a chance, go check out the Chronicles of a Virgo podcast. Um, and so in that, you talked a little bit about journaling um, and blogging, writing, mm-hmm. helping you to like express your feelings. Um, is that uh, the main way that you deal with your mental health issues or like keeping a good mental health uh, state or what else do you do? Um, It's one way. Over the years, I've had to find other ways to cope with like my mental health. Um, I was diagnosed with PTSD, depression, anxiety, but I was bipolar at one point. But I was like, no, y'all not putting that on me. I was just going through like a really bad time. Couldn't figure out what was going on. I was like a lab rat. I was on so many different medications. I was on sleep medication. Sometimes I just literally felt like I was just there, you know, just like a zombie. And I was like, this is not a good feeling. Like I need something else besides the medications. And like writing, I could just be so free spirited with it. You know, people have told me all the time, like you should write books and write about your life. Like there's a lot of stuff on my podcast that I talk about. There's some stuff that I have not even got to yet. So aside from that, I was like, I need some other coping skills. So I started working out a lot. And so like, I come from a fitness background family. So like I work out when I can. Um, what else? I, I like I, I like to read. Um, I'm getting more into like audio books and stuff because it's a little bit easier for me. Like girl, I've been binging so many books lately, it's crazy. but. It, it definitely works. I'm like big on just personal development and just like building my mental up because now I know what was really holding me back, you know? Yeah. Um, so like my writing, um, of course, podcasting, the gym, um, taking walks. I like to be outside and, uh, you know, get some sunlight and spending time with like my family and friends, you know, just doing some extracurricular things. I'm not too big on like going out partying and stuff like I used to back in my young days yeah. but just things to stay well keep my keep my vibration up you know not a whole bunch of like toxic things put myself in like bad environments and stuff like that things to just keep me happy and, and to continue to just keep me at peace keep me sane <laughs> okay I mean protecting your peace is so important nowadays um and all the things that you're talking about except for the gym right I need to get into the gym um, if my sister, if my sister, okay. she's gonna be like, I told you. Um, <laughs> but I do think that like all those things are helpful for me. Like I couple my mental health, and you know I like to write and read as well, um, with like music and reading. Of course, I get the audiobook right and then I get the real book and I put those two together. So I'm listening as I'm like reading, and that mm-hmm. makes me able to like binge a lot too but what I found through reading right was that 
you also find um, people who are like you going through similar situations. Has that been the same for you? Like, do you find yourself picking up books that kind of relate to your situation? I do. And honestly, uh, more so lately, it's kind of been putting me in a place of feeling bad a little bit. Um, one thing um, I've realized a part of the healing journey, you have your good days, you have your bad days, and then you have your ghetto days, right? Where it's just like, what the heck is going on? Like, I thought I was in a good space, but like now, like you said, like you could be reading something, listening to a song, and you're just instantly maybe triggered and it makes you think something. For me, those are moments where I'm just like, I know I'm evolving because this may be the causation of a problem, something that I need to dig deeper into. And I'm also in therapy, so like I would take it to my therapist in a heartbeat and we will have to break this down, you know? And what I'm realizing more is the more that I do read and like I take as good enough notes as I need to, I'll go discuss certain things with people. Some people may be like, okay, because they may not share the same interests. You know, when you're healing and evolving, sometimes your circle starts to change, you know? But also, but also at the same time, the more you put in certain things out there, like, you know, posting stuff on social media, you're going to attract people that are like-minded. And that's what I realized I've started to do. And, you know, I'm real finicky when it comes to people, because I'm always like, who sent you? Like, why are you here? Like, what do you want? But like, now that I'm building a brand, I'm like, I understand it. So if I make a post about something that I'm reading, like, and someone you know, messages me about it or comments, like, I know how to respond. I just had the same, the similar um, incident the other day on Facebook. Um, This guy, because I opened up a Facebook um, group. Okay. I didn't know Finally, that. Finally, safe space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to get you in there, girl. I'm going to get you in there. And it's just supposed to be about building positivity. You know, anyone can be a part of it. As long as you remain positive, just uplift everybody. You can post every day. I don't care. And I posted something and a gentleman that's in the group, cause it's, you know, for men, male and females, he's like, this is why I love talking to you and I love listening to you because you're so smart. And he's like, a lot of people your age would not even talk about this, the stuff that you do. And I'm like, man, it's, I've been reading, I've been soaking in just all this knowledge. And I read stuff from like a lot of old authors and philosophers like, Napoleon Hill and Robert Neil um, Neil Robert and Neville Goddard, like people that are long and gone, but their work still is relevant now. Yeah. And it's just like I said, out certain messages and people are like, oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing, or you know, we think we think alike. And I'm just like, okay, maybe I am getting somewhere with this. <laughs> but I always turn it in inwards on me first and and like what can I gain from this? Or if I have like a feeling or effect after reading something, cause it happens, I'm like, okay, why did I, I gotta figure out why I feel this way? Like, what does it mean? What do I need to continue working on within myself? Absolutely. I love that because a lot of people I think don't always like, um, or I see a lot of people who are like projecting things onto others, but not necessarily internalizing things. And when you, take that perspective right and 
look at things first with how can this help me then I feel like it really prepares you to be able to help others and you know what situation um, to use or to pull from that wisdom that you gain from from that thing or that text um, and so that's the one of the uh, older people who or philosophers um, that I just was reading an article from was Paulo Freire who was a a Brazilian um, philosopher and educator and his take on advocacy and social justice and education was really enlightening for me, right? And I'd never been introduced to this guy, you know, <laughs> and he's long gone, yeah. as you said, but it's so relevant to how I plan to move forward in my advocacy work. So I love that you made that point. Um, another great point that you brought up was therapy. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I really want to know for you, you know, how has therapy helped you to deal with the uh, sexual abuse that you've experienced and your mental health associated with that? Well, so I actually started therapy back in 20, about 2017-ish. Um, I was in a relationship at the time and I was just super angry. And I'm like, what is causing all this anger? Like, I've never been such an angry person. And I have worked in psych for a very long time. And there are a lot of things that can trigger anger. But I didn't never, not even that caused me to be as angry as I was becoming. And I was just like, not liking anything. It was just like weird feelings. And I started to search for a therapist. I found a Black therapist. And I went for, to her up until the beginning of, last year and and I mean she got me to the point of being able to like be open about talking about stuff talk about my story talk about my feelings not hiding stuff not lying not telling half truths and stuff like that but she really didn't dig as deep as I needed her to dig so I was like okay I'm fine you know sometimes we think we got it together and we really don't and um I had endured something in the beginning of 2021 last year that literally I felt like it was the end of the world. I felt like it was the end of the world. And my mom was like, Kita, you you got this. She was like, you've been through worse things, including the sexual abuse. This is rough, but you're going to get through this. And she was like, when you come out of this, she's like, your walk, your talk, everything about you is going to look and feel and be different. And she's like, your relationship with God is going to be the strongest has ever been. So at the time I was like, yeah, whatever girl, like I don't wanna hear that. And I started to search for a therapist and I, I was like, I need another black therapist. But it was all, it was super duper hard to find another black therapist. Everyone was booked and I got all the way down to September still without a therapist. And I found one. And I'm like, she's, she's not a black therapist or anything like that. And that was just a preference that I made at the time. Um, and being with her, I realized that my last therapist was very good. I would still recommend her to people, but for me, I needed something a little bit deeper. And when I started with this therapist, <laughs> I was like, okay, I need help with certain stuff, but I don't know which what direction we want to go. And she started asking me certain questions that I didn't realize. She was helping me break down my barriers around my trauma that I had never addressed in therapy. My therapist prior would mention my sexual abuse and I would change the subject. And that's where she would leave it at. But this therapist I have now, from September up until now, has gotten me to break down like 
all my barriers around my sexual abuse to the point where I'm able to openly talk about it. Open, I'm able to look back at my childhood trauma and relate it to the issues I've had in my life as an adult. I have been able to take accountability for the wrongdoings that I've done in friendships, relationships, workships, just about being a woman. And it was very disheartening. It was very upsetting. Like it put me in a more miserable place than I probably was because I never thought that I was a bad person. I thought everything was just really happening to me, but I was actually the causation of a lot of stuff. Not my trauma, but the things that came after that, how I was in a relationship, you know? And yeah. then it made me it made me more of a broken person. And that, like they say, that saying hurt people hurt people. I was that hurt person hurting other people because I didn't really know that I was really intentionally, I wasn't doing it on purpose. I just thought that's just who I was. But up until now, being able to work through things in therapy, I realized like that wasn't me. And it was time for me to come out of that shell of my childhood trauma, really work on forgiveness <laughs> and embrace Shakita, embrace my true authentic self. Yeah. Wow. So that's so amazing to hear because I do think there is still a sense of stigma in the black community um, and with black women, especially uh, surrounding therapy. Um, and so for you to share how helpful it has been, but also the journey that you had to go through um, for you to kind of get to this realization that you are now your authentic self and you hadn't always been. Um, and also like some of the things that you experienced, you may have contributed to. Uh, and I think through therapy, like we learn to uh, forgive ourselves, forgive other people, and how big forgiveness is, even though it's something that I think is often downplayed or like not even um, as talked about as it should be, but the power of forgiveness is crazy. So I just love that you brought that up and that you took that journey. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about was this story that you share on your podcast about the sexual uh, abuse what happened if you don't mind me asking I'm sure everyone here listening wants to know if you feel comfortable sharing that with us um, I would just like to know because again it may help someone else yeah so my abuse unfortunately started when I was in grade school and it was done to me by my stepfather at the time it was his brother who was living in our house and um it happened up until i got up to about middle school because at that point he wasn't living with us anymore my mom and my stepfather was going through a separation but even though they were separating he still and we had moved out and my stepfather had moved out my mom had a very strong relationship with him because she practically raised him at some point in his life, he would still come over. And um, it was just a lot. And as a kid, you don't understand things, you know? My mom and my grandmother and my family had those conversations with me as a child. Like no man or woman is supposed to touch you in these areas unless it's, you know, me or grandma or whomever. And if anybody ever does anything to hurt you, always come to us. But then in my mind as a child, I think what I was thinking was, you know, he's not really hurting me because he's supposed to be 
looking after me because I look, looked up to him like a big brother. I did not correlate the two, you know? It's kind of different from telling a child, like, no one's supposed to touch you here, opposed to other things that my abuse actually consisted of, you know? And um, it went on for a very long time. Like I said, from elementary school, probably about, like, first grade-ish, maybe, up until middle school. And um, I had never told anybody up until middle school. And I remember I went to a Catholic school and one day my teacher had us write like some poems or something. And we had just got finished discussing about how the Catholic priests at the time, it was a lot of cases coming out about them touching kids in the church. And I, to this day, I wish I knew what I wrote on that paper because whatever I wrote, she just instantly picked up the signs that something was happening to me. And it went from that point, like she, you know, approached me after the class. And of course I denied everything because I'm afraid at this point, like I can't tell on him because if I, if he found out I told, there were threats that were made, you know? But I had to complain about what he was doing. And after that point, it was a whole, shit show excuse my language because our family still were very much strong indebted <laughs> like i said this, this is my sister's uncle mm -hmm. you know and even even though she was a child at that time you know and i was still a child i was about to graduate um i went through a lot emotionally uh with with like their family like i guess you could say disowning me and disliking me and different things and during some course of the time of the abuse what made my situation a little awkward was i did tell my mom and my stepfather that he was bothering me and they just asked him he said no and it went from that point yeah. and um yeah like i had to go through a course of speaking with like lawyers and the feds and a whole bunch of stuff my case was very strong and it did go to trial um unfortunately unfortunately our justice system sucks there are still cracks in our system he just is um a tier three offender he is on the um registry list forever but he has a life he's free he lives 15 minutes from my house Okay, he like he, he has a family. He's he's in Hollywood. He's on one of the top TV shows right now, you know. And like, I didn't never got justice from that situation. And for a long time, it really didn't matter. But as time has gone, I'm just like, well, dang, is this how other victims really feel, you know? And I hadn't talked about my situation ever, maybe to like some friends and stuff. But like you said, I did that episode during um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month back in April. And that was the first time I openly spoke about specifics. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I really am just almost at a loss for words, right? And we, we talked about at the beginning how we are both talkers from almost at a loss of words. I just want to be clear that I stand with you. I believe you. I know that in this situation, justice was not served. And I 
feel that there are so many women, um, there's so many people who are dealing with situations like this currently or have in the past. And so you sharing your story really, uh, I think, empowers other people to be in, like bold in sharing their own stories, right? Whether it is a story uh, regarding sexual abuse or, uh, you know, some type of traumatic situation, if you and when you share your story, you undoubtedly give other people permission to share theirs as well. You, As you free yourself, you undoubtedly free other people. And so I just want to commend you on that part of it, that part of giving so many people the permission to free themselves. Because these are things that like within our community, it happens too often and too often we are not supported or believed. And I know mm -hmm. that like, I'm pretty sure, I'm just assuming because I know the love that you have for your grandma and I see you with your mom on social all the time, that they had your back, right? And so what goes, you know, what co comes to my head is like, sometimes people don't have your back. Is that is that the case? Was Were there people there supporting you through this? Man, and the thing was, I came from a black, like we said, a black household. What was the number one rule? What happens in this house stays in this house. And that was the reason why I didn't say anything. One one reason why I didn't say anything for a long time, because I can't go out and tell someone the business in the house, you know? And then when I did tell the adults of the house, nothing happened. Even though I didn't tell them like the full extent, I made, a comment about something that was happening. When it did come out, it tore my family apart. Not physically, but emotionally. Still to this day, I can't have conversations with them about it. I just can't. Um, I have an aunt, and we do talk about it a lot. One of my favorite aunts, I'm really close with her. From time to time, if I'm feeling something, I have questions or speculations, I'll bring it up to her. But she, it all made her supreme emotion because they felt like they betrayed me in some sense, you know, including like my mom too. Um, more so recently, we've been having a lot of more conversations about it. And I appreciate her for being open and for having those conversations with me, even though you, you handled things the way that you felt like was best at that time. I understand. I forgive you. I don't have any resentment in my heart for her, for any of my family. I did have a family member, however, tell me that it was my fault and that I must have liked it because I didn't say anything. And unfortunately, that was one of my favorite uncles that told me that. And he's no longer here. He, he passed away my sophomore year of high school. And he said it, and I realized as I got older, he said it out of anger because I knew that if he would have known, he would have did something about it, you know? So as a kid, like as a kid, cause I transitioned to go to high school and stuff as the case was going on, you know, I was missing time from school and things cause I could, I wasn't sleeping and stuff. Like my mom had to like try to get stuff from the doctor to help me sleep cause I was having, just it was just a lot of weird stuff i didn't know what i was what was going on with my body you know um and i didn't know what depression was didn't know what anxiety was that didn't exist in the household either you know you felt sad girl you, you okay go outside and play 
whatever, you know? So yeah, as time went on, I had nothing but support and they became super, super like tight. Like I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> I couldn't do a lot of things, just overly protective until I got to the point of being able to like really, I guess defend myself because they were always that thought that something else would happen. This was my younger, like I kept her on the hip because as I was being abused, she was a baby. And I'm like, oh, I'm not leaving her with you. Like, you ain't about to like slip up and do something stupid. Like, nah. And even still to this day, she's 22. I love her to death. And I will go to jail if I ever found out somebody harmed her in any kind of way. Like, I don't care. I mean, I don't care if it's a if it's a smart or subliminal tweet. Like, I will go above and beyond for mine, you know, but I just don't want her as a black woman or any other black woman or any woman in that means to have to deal with that and like you said the unfortunate part is so many women are after i put that episode out i received so much like messages and stuff on social media in my dms i received so many emails i became so overwhelmed i'm like oh my gosh this is really happening and and even my abuser himself popped up you know yeah 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 I really feel like you know listening to you right this has all been a journey I mean you've been through so much and you have emerged as a beautiful strong woman right who is also super vulnerable and loving and sensitive and caring and I can hear all that through your podcast so how else can my listeners hear hey y'all how can we connect with you after (laughs) this episode so you can find me on um instagram at chronicles of a virgo podcast i'm also like i said i have a little facebook group that i just started it's only like a week and a half old but it's also chronicles of a virgo podcast and in that group, like I said, it's just a safe and positive space. I do post my affirmations. I'm super, 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 super big on affirmations, uh, reaffirming myself, helping to reprogram my mind and just help others get in that space as well. Um, my podcast is on all streaming platforms. I'm working on uh, Pandora right now. They take some time, but Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Stricker, I'm everywhere. Amazon, <laughs> everywhere. I love that Um, and so of course I'm following you I'm listening to each new episode that you drop um, and I'm happy to support you at any time that you need to just like chat get it out you know whatever hit me up and you will continue to have my support so thank you so much for being a special guest and a part of this episode of the Speaking of Solidarity podcast my name is Mo. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, all the things at Solidarity and Co. And I will be back soon with someone new. Speaking of solidarity, thank you so much, Shakita. I really appreciate you. And I hope that Thanks for having me. Um, and then I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Like we've got to do something else. Yes, girl, we really did. <laughs> this was great. Okay, well, I'm glad you had fun. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see you guys again soon. Peace out.